Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 186 of the Animation Station Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Gavin. And Gavin, it's been a while since we've actually been in the same room, like chatting. It's been a little while. What was the last episode I was on? What was it? When did you leave? Oh, it was uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, wasn't it? Yeah, but but you recorded. Did you record I was that here. here? I was here in California. You were yet to be in California. Yeah. Um, but, so that was like last year sometimes. But what was the last time? What was the last one that we recorded together? Oh, in the same room? In the same room. That was in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, so two years ago for geez, you? Jeez, Louise. It's been a while. It was probably something. Yeah. Was it, was it a Cars? Maybe Cars Three, something <laughs> like that. Something like that. Oh my gosh! Oh jeez. We did go to see that in the IMAX together mm-hmm. for my birthday. Yep, that was the only reason that we saw that. <laughs> it was because it was your birthday. Honestly, the Pixar sequels, uh, I'm I'm tired of man. I did I'm tired not of like enjoy most Toy Story sequel. Four. I agree. Sequel itis, I'm over it. You know this this whole world of sequels that we live in. It's okay, I think, if something was conceived originally as a series. You know, if it's like, hey, here's the first installment of a four-movie series, and they know that going in, I'm fine. But if it's something like Toy Story or Cars, where they just created it as a standalone movie, and then because they just want to rehash old successes, they're like, oh, we can make more of a story here. I don't like that. I I don't like that at all. Why didn't they do that with A Bug's Life, though? Was Bugs it's Life not a not popular like a, film? Oh, really? Yeah, I think it had its moment when it came out, but it's not a. It wasn't most one people where don't list like, it. Oh, like if you go top five Pixar, hundred people out of hundred people are not going to list. So is a it Bugs just, Life unless it's me, you or Charlie? Okay, so, say, so it's just We're like the, the only three ones. of us yes. that are like yeah. a Bugs Life. I mean, they they totally erased a Bugs Land from the park. It's no longer there. Um, I don't think there's any, there's one bugs attraction that still exists. It's in animal kingdom. Ant-Man. Uh, no, (laughs) it's an actual bugs life attraction, uh, in animal kingdom. It's the, the bugs life theater that they had here is out there. I never went to a bugs land. They had, they had just closed it down my first trip out here. That's, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I think I had missed it by like two or three weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause like then, cause when we came for D23, they were like, Oh, it's gone. Yeah. It's like, Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's and uh, then Guardians was like, "Oh, you want to ride oh, yeah, Guardians?" That's right you can't when they even had ride Gu- yeah. Guardians uh, as the new version of the tower. So yeah, um, you know, so it's just not it's not popular. You don't see merchandise uh, for those characters. You don't see. We saw like a Heimlich something when you and I. Somebody went for the... in line in front of us had a Heimlich backpack. It was very stylized. It was like it was from Box Lunch or something. Yeah, I bet it, it was wasn't like from the parks because I look because I want to get something for Charlie like all the time. That's Heimlich, and there's never anything. What were the name of the? What was the name of the Scouts? What did they call the scouts? It? Yeah, the scouts that the little princess was part of. They called them the something scouts because they were like the Girl Scouts. Oh, the blueberries. The blueberry scouts. Okay, the blueberries. Yeah, right. Okay, I didn't know what you were talking about. I was about wondering. There I was like, what the heck were they called? Yeah, the blueberries. That um, Francis ends up being the mm-hmm. whatever dead mother. The dead for. mother. <laughs> uh, it's so it's very clever. It's, it's a good. It's really, it's good. a good movie. Like any CG movie, like the animation is super dated at this point you know nah yeah it looks pretty bad at this point but 
the artistry at that time was really good and the characters are really good and the story is awesome so yeah i i i really dig it nice and on this episode of the animation station podcast welcome to tangents um <laughs> on this episode uh we're going to be talking about the new netflix animated movie klaus mm-hmm. and then at the end you know you could you could stay in or you can you can tune out but i agree honk um at least the guy's not coming around, you know, with a... Uh, where, where Josh lives now is right next door to where I live, and we live right on Alliance Avenue, and it's a lively street. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, if only we would have been recording on Tuesday night. Oh, uh, when the car accident <laughs> oh my happened? Oh, gosh. Oh, that, that was, was crazy. so loud. I thought a car hit our building. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, I thought, I was like... Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about Klaus, and then at the end, uh, Gavin and I are going to talk about the the first two episodes of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. It needs a, it needs its own jingle. It's just got that sound. It's like a yeah, because I mean, like Disney Channel, like bam, 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 bam. It needs something like that. Yeah, I don't know if they will or not, because it's kind of like the Netflix Hulu thing, where it's just a sound effect right yeah, yeah. and like hulu's like the wong thing you know so i think they're trying to just be like the crowd in that uh, case well see i i was i was thinking about this um because disney plus mm-hmm. and I, I see all these things and like i i go and i'm like oh that's that theme song from that thing oh that's that theme song from the intro but like we don't get a lot of that anymore have you noticed, like, there's not a lot of TV shows and everything that do... Oh, that have, like, a like, whole... Like, theme songs. Like, um, Friends theme song. Exactly, or, yeah. Because, I mean, like, yeah. like, we were doing X-Men earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I think one of the styles now is just to have, like, a title flash with maybe, like, a small little three-note thing. But, yeah, it's... People want quick. They want to get to the show. You know, I'm, people want to binge. That's why there's the skip intro button. People don't care about the intros. Just like they don't care about commercials... We allowed them to skip commercials. Now we're allowing them to skip the intro, too. So yeah. a lot of the shows that are being made now are just like, well, everybody's going to skip this. Why waste time on it? Yeah, but it, it, it just kind of sucks, though. Yeah, know. You know what I, I mean? I like the intros. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially like really catchy ones. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like just thinking about uh, some of them that were like really, really good. Like, uh, like MASH. MASH. Well, I mean, it doesn't really. I, mean, I was talking about something I like that, that had one. like like a, a thing that you could sing along with. Oh, like Family Guy. Like yeah, fam- I know you're not a big Family yeah, Guy. Yeah, but I mean, but Family Guy has one. You Family Guy's not like, sing it's got a really catchy one. one. Um, I mean, X Men, but I mean, like, yeah. there's no words to X Men, but like everybody knows the X Men song. Sure. sure. Uh, the Gummy Bears, Chip and Dale. <laughs> you know, like like Rescue Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tailspin. That boop 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 boop. boop, boop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good fun stuff like that. Right. Um iCarly's got one. Oh my gosh. You know you know the iCarly one? <laughs> no. Oh, why don't you watch why don't you watch Because iCarly? I was a grown adult when that came out. I did and? not watch and I didn't have Disney Channel. So Did you watch the Sweet Life of two... Zach and Cody? No. Well, congratulations. Guess what? what? It is on Disney Plus. Yes. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and the Sweet Life on Deck, which is Wow. Okay. Which is what? On Gavin. a ship? Well, here's the thing. Gavin, <laughs> tell me what you think the sweet life of Zach and Cody is about. Sweet spelled S-U-I-T. Yeah, I know. They live in a suite, like a hotel suite, right? They live in a hotel, yes. Yeah, it's like Madeline or whatever. What do you think the sweet life on deck is about? They live in a uh, suite on a ship, a cruise ship, is my guess. 
That is 100% accurate, my friend. Yes. They go to school. They they're going the code. On, they're going to like a floating school. Oh, my god! And gosh. it is on a cruise ship. School at sea. That's yep. ridiculous. It's Disney Channel. I know. Bum, those bum, those bum. Disney live action shows on the Disney Channel were so weird because, you know, you the only time I ever saw them is like, let's say I was in a waiting room at a car dealership waiting to, for my oil to be changed or something. And they had a TV on and it was Disney Channel or a doctor's office, right? Yeah, it's like doctor's office. Time I've ever it would seen be really it. weird to see like the sweet life of Zach and Cody at a car dealership. Doctor's office. Well, makes usually more they've sense. got the separate room where the kids hang out. You, you know, they got a TV. The That's where I like, always hang out you know, because pediatrics. I don't want to just... sit out in the lobby and watch Good Morning America. You that's, know, and, that's, like, that's lose fair. My that's mind. Fair. So yeah, that's the only chance I ever saw uh, those shows. They always seem so overly uh synthesized like like the sets seem so ridiculous the acting seems unbelievable i there there there's nothing like a disney channel live action show they're like this weird style of showmaking unto themselves and i don't understand them at all and then the movies are always it's weird. Like, the movies all have the exact same feel. Mm-hmm. Like, not like big budget cinema. Right. But not like low budget, like, YouTube or something like that. Right. It's this weird combination mm-hmm. middle ground. Mm-hmm. Almost like a soap opera. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. I saw on there, they've got Xenon Girl of the 20. 20- wow. <laughs> century <laughs> <laughs> i remember watching that i need to see if they have alley cat strike on there that's the know. bowling well one. they're they're rolling more out as it goes like the whole offering isn't out yet um so it'll be interesting i did see. watch I, so so far the only thing i've watched on disney plus i've watched miracle and i've watched the man the hockey one yeah really yeah oh, okay i don't know why yeah, i don't know why either who knows <laughs> i and think the mandalorian that's it and the mandalorian that's it oh okay I think watching Miracle made me want to watch uh, Mighty Ducks. No, yes, but <laughs> which they're rebooting made me want to watch uh, Friday Night Lights, and I think that's why I went oh, and bought Friday Night Lights. Got it for got ridiculously it. cheap. Yeah, like, you did get a insane cheap, yeah. like six bucks a season, cheap. Yeah, and crazy, and it's in nice. Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, so uh, we, we there is a little bit of news. Oh, uh, first off. The Dragon Prince Season 3 premieres on Friday, and you can check out our wonderful episode uh, that we did with the creators and uh, most of the cast uh, at Anime Week in Atlanta. Um, We did a Season 2 finale, so Season 2, Episode 9, titled Breathe. Um, commentary episode where we had them do the commentary that is up on so, all of our stuff. I didn't really get to listen to that, but is it set well? Up it, w- so it, that- it it wouldn't make any sense unless you watch the show, right? Well, yes, we've got it. Can set you up. sync it up? Yes, oh, we've that's we've, so we've cool. got it set to where um, Paula Burroughs, who mm-hmm. plays uh, Rayla, she basically says three, two, one, play, and so okay. you hit play with Rayla, and then there you go. Wow. Yeah. That's that's super cool. We're going to do more of those. Uh, we're going to call them ASP Ox. So Ox. ASP AUX. Uh, like for auxiliary since auxiliary. it's a supplemental episode. Oh, clever yeah. you. So we're going to do ASP Ox and then I was picturing you can do the that. Beast of Burden pulling a plow cart. An OX? An OX, yes. An OX. Um, when I think Beast of Burden, I think Boxer the Horse from Animal Farm. Mm. May he rest in peace, poor Boxer. <laughs> this is tangents. This is tangents. <laughs> 
Um, see, because like you and I, like we never talk. The most that we've talked was when we were at Disneyland. It's and not we, the most we've ever talked. It's first the mo- of all, we've been at Disneyland many times. Yes, but like not the two of us by ourselves. Yeah, the first year we came out to the D twenty three Expo, we were never by. We we were the by whole our, first day. We were by ourselves. No, because we ran into Tony. We were to, we were by ourselves okay, for about thirty minutes. Day. No, because we left at the crack of dawn from Oklahoma. We had a whole plane ride together. We had airports. We had mm-hmm. getting to the resort. Yeah, but we don't talk on planes. We did. I almost threw up. You did. I don't know why. I've ne- that the only time I've ever felt any sort of in my stomach on a plane. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like, oh man, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. I had to stand up. Went to the bathroom. Totally fine. Mm. I just had to stand up for some reason. And just clear the pipes. I guess I don't I, know. I guess uh, un- unkink something. And it's just like, oh, well, I'm fine now. And then it's fine for the rest of the thing. It's just like, no, we're good. Nice. It's probably because we sat in the back. Maybe. Yeah. You do get Airflow. some different yeah, motion back there, things. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Tangents. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we, I mean, we talk. Yeah. Sometimes. You're, usually. I see you a couple times a week at least now. Yeah. I usually kind of spit at my direction. Like, Whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to hold on to my T-Rag and cry. Gavin's mean to me. Um, But no. uh, Yeah. So, yeah. We've got that episode. So, you can watch that episode before. You know, listen to that episode with the commentary uh, before season three comes out on Friday. Uh, It was a lot of fun. They're all very nice people. Um, Hopefully, we're going to be doing more stuff with them in the future. Mm -hmm. We got – I got feelers out there. They were very – they were nice enough to promote – how come? I think it sounds... you were telling me it's it's all Canadians and one Californian, right? Basically, yes. <laughs> like the creators are in California, uh-huh. and of the voice actors, the only voice actor that I know that isn't Canadian is uh, uh, Jack DeSena, who mm. plays Callum, yeah. who was Sokka in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Hmm. You never watched Avatar? I didn't. Man. No. Yeah. Also, <laughs> another bit of news: Disney news. Disney news. So uh, it came out that Disney is going to be doing a live action. Here you go. So everyone loves these. Everyone loves these. Yikes. A uh, Disney, you know, doing another live action. Of course. Would you like to take a wild guess what they're going to do a live action on? Uh, I'm trying to remember if I heard about what this is is or not. It is an anime. Um, So Japanese animation. Oh, really? It's a Japanese. Is it from Ghibli? No. Oh, I've got no idea. It's got Goku and Vegeta um, and Dragon Balls. Um, Dragon Ball Z. Yes, <laughs> like I, yeah, there's a yeah, bunch it, of iterations of that. Yeah, right? it's dra- yeah. well. The only thing they've said is they're doing a live action Dragon Ball. Disney's doing this. Disney. They already did a live action Dragon Ball Z. I know, and it was a great movie. But uh, this, this was, is a weird. Choice I think for this them. will be a series. Okay. Well, every everyone's on Disney Plus. Uh, Disney Plus. Hmm. That's that's the rumors from a, a source that is pretty reliable. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones who broke that they're going to be doing Aladdin two before mm. Aladdin two was announced. Mm. So it's a very reliable source, and apparently Disney and Toei are they've been kind of like this recently. So oh, okay, that's a it's a really good assumption that this is going to happen. So we're going to get a live-action Dragon Ball with an all-Asian cast. 
That's cool. Uh, yeah. That that was the thing. It didn't say so all Japanese cast, to, which I'm like, uh, well, Seattle, you can see. like uh, what was the one with Willem Dafoe? Oh, uh, Death, Death Note. Note. Yeah, <laughs> they moved to Seattle. It's the dark and dreary <laughs> Pacific Northwest. And whitewashed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this one's it, it's supposedly an all Asian cast. Um, well, that's cool. Kind of like what Netflix is doing with Avatar. How they're doing um, a diverse cast and everything there, mm-hmm. not yeah. just gonna fully whitewash it. So it'll be interesting to see if that actually happens. Yeah, um, I think it will. Um, it would it would be interesting, and you know Disney, they got money they can throw behind it. So sure, it's not like hmm. who did that? Was that Fox? I have no idea. I, 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 I didn't see it. Charlie saw it. You saw it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. So yeah. I, I don't know. It's not as bad as people uh, think. Do you- I don't. I don't know. I. I feel like these. Di- it's the same way I feel about comic books. I feel like they work we as had a animated whole discussion films. About comic books this morning. We did. It we should have recorded long. that. And uh, put that in the extra. Yeah, maybe it was more of an argument than a fun discussion. But uh, I feel like comic books work as animated movies, but I'm not interested in them as live action movies. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same with manga or anime, like. Like that kind of works, but when you bring it live action, it I don't know. There's something lost in translation for me. Yeah. Like it, it's just it seems silly. Like honestly, Batman seems silly to me. Like as live action. Oh yeah. Animated he- series, I can get down with. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I, I love it, but I don't know. There's something lost there for me. So I, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Because the Disney studio, I know you want to mash it all together, but Marvel is like a standalone studio with Disney money. But Disney hasn't really done a whole lot with superhero action-y like, stuff. They did from, like Big Hero 6, and that's yeah, basically it. That, that's it, and that's barely. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bolt. Yeah, that was. Which, like, is just a, which is just the Canine Crunchies thing. Right. He's just he's yeah. just the dog from K9 Crunchies. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the best. I'll say that's one of the best parts of Hunter on Everything. I like that movie. It's really good. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, that was that was basically my. Point. Um. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think Disney they have enough money that they can throw at it, and I mean, with what they did with Aladdin and everything, you know, they put a lot of work into that mm-hmm. to make it. Yeah, um, uh, not include uh, is inclusive the word that I'm looking for? Representation. Yes, representation. That's yeah. that's the word. Like they did a really good job in that. So sure. I can see them doing something. And from what they're, I guess what they're doing with Mulan, mm-hmm. which we haven't really mm-hmm. have we seen. Have they even done a teaser for Mulan yet? I mean, it's weird because it comes I, out next I don't year. Know. I, oh, you know I bet Star Wars. Probably yeah, the Papa probably, Mulan yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah, that, I can see maybe, that. Yeah. Uh, at least just give us a teaser. Be like, a mm-hmm. tale as old as time. Beauty yeah. and the Beast. I mean, between the sequels and the remakes, it's just, it's all so boring, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to see Frozen 2 in a couple weeks here, but do I wish they were giving us something original? 100%. They, they said, didn't they announce some new movie? They've got some new ones coming out. Um, like recently, though. The two new Pixar ones. Yeah, Pixar. Um, so the next one is Onward. Um, Gross. Which I think it looks really fun. Oh, okay. um, and then the one after that is Soul. That's it. Yeah. And that looks like it's got some really interesting potential. It looks like a quite a different direction for 
kind of in the same way Coco was a different direction. It seems like Soul is going to kind of walk down some similar paths, but kind of carve out its own territory. So I like that. I like that the next two Pixar's are original movies, you know, like finally give us something that's new. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I look forward to those, but no more sequels for a while. Yeah, like, like we're tired of sequels. Onward. I was like, it sounded really, really good. And I was really on board until we saw what the characters look like. Why don't you like the characters? I don't know. It just took me out, man. Huh. Like I just seeing them. I'm just like, Oh, it's like, it's weird. It's like planet 51 almost. Which is an awesome movie. I'm not saying it's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to see that again. Like when yeah. you say like there's these fairies and everything like that, I'm like, you could have done anything that you wanted to do. And that's what you went for. And that's that's what kind of like irks me. Huh. And it's, then it's almost got the same humor as Troll Hunters. And I'm like, Troll Hunters already did that. Like you know how it's yeah, got like the, the unicorns eating the from the garbage because they're trash monsters. I'm like, Yeah, that's basically what troll hunters would have yeah. done like, if they would have had unicorns. I because they did I that with the that. gnomes. It's interesting though, because when I first saw it, I was like, This looks like a DreamWorks film. I know. And that's, yeah. And you like DreamWorks. So I, I do like you DreamWorks. might like this one. Well, I hope you can give it a chance. Watch it with an open mind. I mean, I'll watch it, but it's just it's one of those things where I'm I'm not like, oh my gosh, day one, I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh Sonic, on the other hand, did you see the new Sonic trailer? I did not. Oh that, bro. That can't be good, can it? It looks really good. Is there an actual story to Sonic the Hedgehog, the video game? Uh yeah, he's he's a he's a hedgehog and, and Doctor Robot. Well, it depends. Like in the second in the second game, uh, which is the only one I played, uh, Doctor Robotnik is like he got some gym and he's like capturing all the forest creatures mm-hmm. and you're a hedgehog and you're like wait I live in the forest. There you go. Like I must save all the forest critters. That's, that's a movie pitch right there. <laughs> well, I mean, like it, it, that, that's the only one I played. But I mean, like they get is in the game depth. set in San Francisco because it seems like the movie's set in San Francisco. No, because isn't one of the posters of him standing up on the Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, doesn't mean the game's in San Francisco. Well, I, where are they pulling this story from? Is it just a random new Sonic? Well, it's is like, it like Sonic in our world? Yeah, they, like uh, Detective yeah, Pikachu. Yes, because they did that in Sonic X was one of the big like the big one was is that an, a game? An, animated series oh i didn't know that was the thing yeah they've done a bunch of sonic mm. sonic is more popular as an animated series franchise than he's oh, a video game character i had no idea that the last couple sonic games have not been good but the last I thought sonic was a game from like 20 30 years ago yeah that doesn't mean they don't stop it's like mario dude yeah but they i never see out any, i just never see any well, Sonic they haven't anymore. made it. They haven't made a good one in a while, so mm. nobody talks about it. But the animated Sega series doesn't still make good. a gaming system anymore, right? No. They just make games. Yeah, they just like whore their stuff out to whoever wants it. Really. So where can you play Sonic? On Anywhere. Xbox? Is it Xbox, like PlayStation? Uh, you can play Sonic on Nintendo. That's the thing. Wow, like Sega that's now. Weird. Sega now is just like, you know what? We don't want to do this whole game thing because mm-hmm. then we're limiting ourselves to only one console. Mm-hmm. We'll just sell the all the consoles. You want Sega? You want Sonic on your phone? Sonic on your phone. They're nice. just like, here you go, take it. Well, that's smart. Which is smart from Sega. That's why yeah. Sega is still relevant. 
Wow. Because they were just like, here, you want yeah. it. People want to play the game, play the game. I feel like that stuff's getting easier for the game developers to do is make it cross-compatible. I even play uh, a mobile racing game on my phone that I've played for years. And this last year, it got so popular finally that they developed it for consoles. So now I'm seeing pop-up ads like, hey, you can play this on your Switch now too. You can play this on your Xbox. You can... And it started and as just a mobile game. you'll soon be able to play it, Gavin. Are you excited? I mean, I played it on my phone. I'm good. Yeah, but you can play it on your big screen now. And look I don't have a gaming cool. system. You will. What? Wait for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. We don't need a gaming system. We don't play oh, games. I'm not, I'm not going to buy you a gaming system. I'm going to give you a hand-me-down. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome, Gavin. But maybe we want a new thing. What you want? Get a Switch. <laughs> No, like just the Blu-ray player. Oh, gross. Why would you just <laughs> want a Blu-ray player? <laughs> I mean... What's the point of that? The same point as our old PlayStation 3 is right now, to play Blu-rays and to have our streaming apps. Well, you, I'm, I'm not sure you can get the streaming apps on just the Blu-ray yeah, player. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If Absolutely. You, if you want to be a buster, just get a... Um, I, I will have you know I'm a proud buster. <laughs> <laughs> buster. buster. I am a buster, sir. <laughs> I'm a buster as I um, push up my glasses. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, I think it looks good. I mean, yeah, that was the whole point of Sonic X. Like, Sonic got, like, taken from his world and put mm. into our world. Interesting. So I think that's, like, kind of where they're going with it, and now he's mm. trying to get home. And this one, like, they completely changed the trailer, so, like, the trailer's actually funny. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, the last trailer was just like, oh. Who's the voice of Sonic? That's a fantastic question, Gavin. Does he speak? Because yes. he doesn't speak in the games. Mm -hmm. He goes, I'm Sonic. Watch me go fast. Give me a chili dog. He says that in the games? Yeah. Oh, I never. And he's like, Tails. Well, to be fair, the only one I ever saw was the Sonic that was on the Sega Genesis in, what, the early 90s? And I don't think he spoke in that one. It's Ben Schwartz. Who's Ben Schwartz? Jean Ralphio. No way. Oh, that's cool. Sonic the Hedgehog, Ben Schwartz, Jean-Ralphio. Yeah. All right, yeah, I got to see it now. I'm like, you got to see it now? It's got, it's got jean Ralphio. I'll listen to it's, you. Tell it's, me about it. It's got, it's got jean Ralphio, Jim Carrey, and Cyclops. Jim Carrey's in it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. He's Dr. Robotnik. Oh, or is it he's Eggman? the villain. Yeah, it was, it was a weird thing. Like They went to just calling him Eggman now. Hmm. It's dumb because his body is shaped like an egg. And he is a man, so he's a, but he's Dr. Robotnik. What's also interesting about that is you don't care. <laughs> George Martin, the producer of the Beatles, when he retired, he produced uh, an album where he gathered all of his favorite people to record an album of Beatles songs um, as like a swan song pr production project for himself. And on that album, Jim Carrey sang, I am the Eggman. How crazy is that? See, trivia that you probably wouldn't have known. <laughs> if I wasn't here if, to drop this knowledge, you'd that, never connect these dots. And you dots. said it was George Harrison? George Martin, oh, okay. the producer of the Beatles. Oh, okay. I thought it was yeah. George Harrison, like no. that crazy beetle. Yeah, he is a wacky beetle. <laughs> um, Josh just crossed himself. I just crossed myself. That's Even like the third Catholic. time I've crossed myself. Um, you want to talk about? Uh, you ready to talk about Klaus? Heck yeah. All right, so spoilers, everybody. Earmuffs if yep. you... Actually, no. Hold on. No earmuffs. Just pause. No earmuffs. Stream pause it. it unpause. Watch Klaus. We'll get we'll we'll wait for you.
Welcome back, everybody. What was that? That I, was it was a garage door, I think. But it was like up here. Well, it sh- shook the whole building, I guess. Oh, it was weird. it was a forceful garage door. I guess. Welcome back, everybody. Um, hope you hope you enjoyed Klaus. <laughs> um, so Gav, let's talk about it. Let's. Um, so uh, let's. Well, we're gonna give you the the uh, the IMDb trivia or the IMDb plot written by Netflix. Mm, perfect. Ooh, do you want the long one or the short one? Um, how long is the long one? Not horribly long. Oh yeah, read that. Okay, read that. When Jasper. Jason Schwartzman, distinguishes himself as the Postal Academy's worst student, he is stationed on a frozen island above the Arctic Circle, where the feuding locals hardly exchange words, let alone letters. <laughs> just whenever like they pop those cheesy. in there. Yeah. Um, uh, Jasper is about to give up when he finds an ally in local teacher Alva, Rashida Jones, and discovers Klaus, Oscar winner J.K. Simmons. <laughs> They want you to know. Oh, yeah. He won an Oscar. He won an Oscar. Um, a mysterious carpenter who lives alone in a cabin full of handmade toys. These unlikely friendships return laughter to Schmierensburg. Is it Schmierensburg? Schmierensburg. Yeah. Uh Forging a new. I, we just literally watched it, but they said <laughs> the name like three times. Yeah. Schmierensburg. Um, forging a new legacy of generous neighbors, magical lore, and stockings hung from stockings hung by the chimney with care. An animated Christmas comedy directed by Despicable Me co-creator Sergio Pablo. Mm. Klaus co-stars Joan Cusack, Will Sasso, and Norm MacDonald. And I apologize, Pablo, if I said your name incorrectly. Uh, yeah, it was a great cast, first of all. I really liked the voice acting. Um, it, generally, I was very pleased with this movie. Yes. You know, I, we'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty. I just had like one or two tiny criticisms yeah, of same. it. But... Yeah, I really enjoyed it from end I, to end. I didn't like that it made me feel feelings. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't. It's, you weren't prepared on this early, early Saturday. It's early on a Saturday morning, mm. and I was like, you know, Josh is a hardened criminal. Like, yeah, he's he's watched. I mean, he's currently going right now through Friday Night Lights again. Yeah. So I'm in like, I'm hard. You don't I'm cry hard. in football. Yeah. No. You do, not cry, Texas you do not cry in Texas football. Yeah. The Dillon Panthers. I By the way, that dude, I love that dude's radio voice. The the announcer guy's <laughs> yes. like, and here comes the Dillon Panthers. Matt Saracen is. I just love it <laughs> so much. It's so good. Um, really but good. no, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't cry in Dillon. Mm-hmm. Look at look at Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins' father left him. <laughs> well, he, he he traded crying for drinking for underage drinking. I mean, look at drinks. Look at Matt Saracen. So much. Matt Saracen didn't have his dad. His dad came back, got mad at his dad. His dad decided to stay, and then when they were becoming a loving family unit, his dad has to go back to Iraq. And you know what happens in season three, Gavin? Or is I don't it four? Remember. Is it four? Hmm. I don't remember what you're referring to. Saracen's dad dies ah. in Iraq, and he goes he, to coach, and that's the one time Matt Saracen cries. And you're like, that <gasps> dude was holding together the world for half of those seasons, man. Like the stuff that that kid was having to do. This is a super tangent, by the way. And he's just but, like, uh, <laughs> coach, Julie, Julie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's my Matt Saracen impression. Is it pretty yeah. good? I've been working it's on it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Coach. It's pretty good. It's interesting because in the same way that I tell people, like, I don't care if you hate NASCAR, you can still give cars a chance, Pixar cars, and, and you can still love it. You don't have to be a NASCAR fan. You do not have to care anything about football nope. 
even high school football to like Friday Night Lights. It's that good of a show. Because uh, you know what I've also noticed rewatching this? The amount of football that is played in Friday Night Nights. It's maybe 10% of the show. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because they always start, it's the fourth quarter and they're down by six. <laughs> like, it's like every single episode. Yeah. Like, and here comes Matt Saracen out to bring. It's like, right. they're down 13 to six or seven. And you're like, oh no, what's going to happen? Yeah. Hail Mary pass. Mm hmm. Or, extra like, point hands kick. the ball to Smash and there goes Smash. Mm. Uh, about smash smash he started taking the steroids but he's he, clean now he's, he's clean up his chance man mm-hmm. spoiler messed himself up but not as bad as jason's uh let okay redirect anyway, klaus, klaus. <laughs> texas forever oh my gosh you're hogging it <laughs> uh, okay anyway so what are we talking about oh yeah klaus. klaus so um yeah so i i really love the voice cast like mm-hmm. i you and me both. I think we were both on here. I was trying to place who played Alva. Yeah. While we're watching, I'm like, the voice is so voice, familiar. Voice, and then it's Rashida yeah. Jones. You'd be like, mm. oh. And you stupid, beautiful sunfish. And Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Very good. Yeah, like, I thought that was great. I was like, oh, it's Rashida Jones. Yeah, was she, was, she was good. Uh, I, I thought everybody did a fantastic job. I think like Jason Schwartzman is one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. I love him. And I was really worried in the first maybe five to 10 minutes that we saw him. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is going to get annoying because of the way he played his spoiled character. But that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Jason Schwartzman. I, I love that. It's- and then his growth throughout the movie made it like, okay, the juxtaposition with where he started and where he ends is perfect. It's it's definitely one of those where like I'm sh- it's like they they made it and they were like, man, who should we get? I think Jason Schwartzman's available. I mean, we kind of wrote it with him in mind because it it's like perfect. It, yeah, it really does, and it's neat the way that they do that opening segment because you know he's at this school, but he's just taking every liberty like mm-hmm. he runs the place and he's the worst student he's there. wearing a muumu and then basically. you find out that it's oh he's the son of the postmaster general so he can get away with this crap and i love that his father doesn't play into nepotism but is like um you're awful so you I'm basically need a kick to in the, the pants North pole which is where you're the, more than likely going to fail yeah which is the catalyst of course for the whole story, i loved his so. design too the character design in the whole movie like is great. Every, nobody looks the same, and I love that. I know. You do that, like that. I and love you, that so and much. every character in the background had a look. Mm-hmm. It, was it was really good. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to talk about. I was like, I love that background characters. Background characters are so hard for most people because they're like, oh, shit, we just got to – same, same <laughs> thing. Cut, cut, cut and paste, cut and paste. Right. But like this, they're like – there were like there were a couple of people that were similar because they were siblings, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you two are obviously siblings because you kind of have like you kind of look the same. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like everybody was different, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um. Different, like especially between the uh the crumbs and the Essel Ebelgo. What was the, it? Ever. Evergoes? Evergo? The hold on, we got this. Oh we got this. man, we got what this. was it? We just watched it. It's the Ellingbows. Ellingbow. So like the crumbs and the Ellingbows, like you can tell like which ones are the crumbs and which ones are, not yeah. just by the hair, but like the facial the dress, structure like one, and everything. One crew was almost all in black and white. And the other yeah, crew the, the had crumbs. Like the crumbs are almost like kind of like early like 
Quaker, like they were kind of all like Wednesday Adams. Yes, especially that one who kept stabbing the snowman with carrots. (laughs) Like like, he's like, I thought that was great. Like though those guys were like, yeah, like the the crumbs were like the killers basically, Mm -hmm. and then the Ellingbows, those are the ones that were messing with the old man in the rocking chair. Oh yeah. I thought that was great. And like the he's like up on top of the roof. Mm-hmm. She's like, what the hell? <laughs> I thought that was That's great. Good. Classic pranking right there. Mm-hmm. Wake up good. on the roof. They're like sawing him off and like drifting him out to sea. <laughs> Just like, no, he's dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I thought that was really good. Uh but yeah, all, all that stuff. Like there are a lot of little like gags mm-hmm. throughout throughout that, mm-hmm. you know. Are are obviously meant to be there, but I it's one of those like I I feel like they put those in just to kind of like round out the story, mm-hmm. not thinking that a lot of people are going to find them. Like the uh, did you notice the uh, the sleigh? Like when he's first getting there, um, his wheels on his little buggy. Mm-hmm. How one like the two in front are a little bit more narrower because it's got here, and like the two in the back are wider, mm-hmm. and like it actually. They do a really good job of like actually showing like the treads, how mm-hmm. they're mismatched. Oh yeah. And like whenever he turns, they actually like join like actual tire treads would. Right. And I was like, that's detail that you didn't have to put. Yeah. You could was... literally just like you know, they form the exact same line. Right. But they didn't. And I was just like just little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like in the opening bit with the envelopes, how like the envelopes were falling and like some of them would like land a certain way and like mm-hmm. almost like do like a little twirl. I'm like, man, little touches like that. I love little touches like that. Yeah, it was done really well. It didn't seem like they skimped on details, no. you know, on lighting and texture and just animated details everywhere. And, you know, even some of the things that were happening in the background while the main action was happening in the foreground seemed fully realized, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I I thought it was uh, it was well executed from top to bottom. You know, I I really I really enjoyed that. So like we talked about the characters um and their designs. Um I also thought that the animation of the characters was done really yeah. well. Like their their movements never seemed uh awkward. They seemed really natural. They seemed like they really existed in that world like they were weighted to the ground that they were standing on and that's always a a tough trick in animation you know some of the some things that come out you know based on talent level or budget you know it seems like oh that's a neat background and that's a neat character but they don't look like they're in the same space sometimes or they're like stuck to each other you know what i mean this one had that and it, it was really good really convincing different size characters carried different weight. You know, there were some really big characters mm-hmm. in this and they, they clomped with pounding footsteps and, you know, they moved with much more weight and strength and you could feel that it was palpable, you know, and you had little tiny characters and spindly characters like Jesper himself, you know, who was a kind of Ichabod crane kind of weakling kind yeah. of character, you know? And it, they all were convincing in the physics uh, aspect. So I, I thought it was impressive, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just it, the backgrounds are really good. And, and, Dude, and this okay. is another thing like this is we a 2D movie. This is, this is a, this is a hand drawn movie. <clears throat> like it doesn't definitely doesn't look like it. 
but that is because all right josh think back to like box expo it was, they created a special lighting program mm-hmm. that displays shadows in such a unique way mm-hmm. that made this 2D I mean this 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 hand drawn movie 2D movie look like it was like a full CGI like mm-hmm. that 3D CGI stuff that is all the rage and popular mm-hmm. um so love that i it's yeah. a cool effect mm-hmm. for sure um you know it, it they've kind of tried to do the opposite with CG in several things where they have a 3D thing and they try and kind of paint it and cast it as though like, it's 2D, yeah. you know, kind of like that Godzilla series, um, kind of like um, things like Paper Man, the short film. Uh, this kind of approaches it from a different angle mm-hmm. and to great effect. It, it looked beautiful. The backgrounds in this, I was yeah pleased as punch. I was my jaw was on the floor half of this movie just looking at the background the stylization of it was genius they took a lot of inspiration from my favorite disney artist it was clear as day to me that they took a lot of cues from ivan durrell who is most famous for being the production designer on sleeping beauty but he has a very stylized way of trees and especially snow and trees and and um, different organic naturalistic shapes in landscapes. They were definitely taking cues from him. And I loved that. And then the way that they colored it and lit it was just mind blowingly yeah. good. I was so impressed with it. I would, this is a movie I would love one of those art of books for. Well, it reminded me of like the cartoon saloon movies, like yeah. song of the sea and secret of Kells, where it's just, Every shot is a work of art, and I really appreciate it. Well, that. if you'd like me to, I, I'm I unfortunately am not going to make the uh, the the visit where you could actually like meet them and they'll sign the book for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing that thing at Gallery Nucleus where oh, they're doing yeah. the art book. Nice. And I'll be there on Saturday for uh, the Sergio thing. Mm. So I was gonna I was gonna pick myself up one. Ooh. So I'll I'll send you a. You'll be at uh, Designer Con. Yes. So I'll I'll send you con. I'll send you a link to see or I'll send you a message to be like, hey, they're this much. Do you want one? Nice. So if cool. you want one, just let me know. I'll grab one Sweet. for you too. Because no, yeah, like though, like watching this and like from everything that I had seen at you know Lightbox and everything, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for this movie. Totally. Um, story. Let's go story. Okay. What did you think of the story? I thought it was really good. I, I like that they found a clever new way to tell us. Mm-hmm. The story of Santa Claus. Spoiler if you didn't figure that out already. Not like that uh, old one. from. <laughs> not like the 10 million old <laughs> ones. Where they, they show you a scenario and it plays out and the kids are just seeing this, what seems to them to be this magical thing and this mythical guy that lives up the hill is making it all happen. And it just builds into this myth, you know, that become Santa Claus mm-hmm. and they find clever ways like when the kid sees them accidentally hurtling through the air with their He's sled like and they're actually on their way to an epic crash but he just sees the moment where they're flying and that becomes you know the legend of he flies with reindeer on his sleigh mm-hmm. and lots of little things like that build up into the myth of Santa Claus that we see so I liked that I thought it was really cleverly done how they did it 
you know, they kind of, it kind of at times felt a little like um, how the Grinch stole Christmas with Whoville. And it kind of felt a little like Sleepy Hollow, like he's almost like an Ichabod Crane yeah. character, like I brought up. Um, so it, some of it kind of felt like it had been done before, but they weave all those themes together in a clever way. And so I, I enjoyed the story a lot. What yeah. did you think? I, I thought, you know me, I'm a, I'm a big story guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like from start to finish on this, I was just like, I was just waiting for the next bit for the next bit. A lot of it, like you can definitely tell where they've taken cues from other things before, mm-hmm. but the way that they were able to weave everything together mm-hmm. to not make me be like, this is so dull yeah, or anything like that. Honestly, the worst parts for me was when we had to leave like Klaus and Jesper mm-hmm. and we had to go towards, you know, like Joan Cusack and Will Sasso's characters. And they're like, ah, yeah. we have to get them back feuding that to me. I was just like, yeah, no, we don't no, Just yeah, stay. I mean, I, mean, I, I, under, I understand why we foil. do it. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely exactly. need it. And like, I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. But like, to me, like I was, I was just kind of like, man, like <laughs> I want to go there. <laughs> I agree. the The best bits were with Jesper and and Klaus for sure, uh, but I did. I was. I it, did like Joan Cusack. Like I loved her just awesome. getting tired of everything. Yeah. Just like if I have to tell you, who I it is, I like that, going- <laughs> that the leader of one clan was way smarter than the leader like, of the other clan. And she's like, how have how we, we not, not beaten you? Yet? <laughs> so like, good because he's so dumb. But it, it's cool because you know this this town is mired in a history of feuding. It's split down the middle. It's polarized and all they remember their whole history is feuding one with the, the other. And, uh, you know, so that becomes your your foil. There's not like an enemy. You know, there's not a villain of this movie. You know, it's just this. The villain is this idea that we will never get along. Yeah. The villain and, is history. Yeah. So, and it's cool so how screw it. Their simple acts one upon another bend the thinking of enough of the town that those that are feuding become the minority and then it's like taken care of at a certain point and it's a it's a beautiful idea you know it's a wonderful idea and the way that they do it and they did it incrementally enough you know you knew what direction it was going but they showed it to you incrementally so that you didn't feel like oh yeah they already solved it but we have half the movie to go yeah and i love how like it all starts with the kids too. Yeah, it's like y'all want to get. I, I love that bit when he's all like, "Hey kid, you want a toy?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. It's just like, you want some toys? Hey, yeah. yeah, you you write a letter, yeah. you put it in a little. You give me a penny, mm-hmm. get you a toy. You know, yeah. like I I love that. So like, and like so, and you see, it's like the kids are like, "Oh shoot," and then he does the, "You don't want to be on the naughty list, do you?" Yeah. And you're like, "Oh shoot." So, yeah. yeah, so it's like all the kids start being nice, mm-hmm. you know, not get on that naughty list. And, you know, like the berries, like the kids pick the berries. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like the, the Ellingbows pick a crumb's berries. Mm-hmm. And the crumb brings over the jam to the Ellingbows. And then the Ellingbows' mom brings a cake. Pie. Uh, a pie. Is, that was totally a cake. That had layers, man. You can't layer a pie. <laughs> They did call it a pie, though, but you're right. I yeah, but yeah, was. it's like it's like this big. It's like, <laughs> hey, a pie. Um, Maybe in Smearsburg. Possibly. They call pies cakes and cakes pies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, you can see, like, all of these little things. And, like, you know, the daughter playing with, uh, I mean, uh, the crumb guy whose mm-hmm. little boy has the frog. Has the frog, yeah. Gets hurt, gets nursed back to, you know, gets helped by the Ellingbows, and then he makes them a 
nice mm-hmm. little uh, jungle gym thing. I'm like, all right, like everything yeah. and every steps like the because the, the whole point of this thing is like an act of kindness. Yeah, is is the theme throughout this entire thing? Like a selfless act of kindness right. can explode and promote more acts of kindness. And yeah, yeah. It, Which it's, uh, and that's uh, I want to make a point of this because to me that is an important part of the holiday season that gets glossed over by all the commercialism is um, acts of kindness are more important than almost anything because that it can really change the world, you know, and we saw it in this film and I think we could see it in reality if it was practiced, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a good lesson for young and old, uh, just like the characters. We kind of still do it. I mean, the only time that you hear about is like, if you're listening to the radio and they're like, yeah, they're doing the thing at Starbucks where you're paying for the guy behind you. Uh, That whole thing. That's basically (laughs) what, what the, what the pay it for, like the random acts of kindness has become. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, paying for Starbucks. (laughs) That's basically it. That's when you order a lot. Yeah. And the I'm like, sorry. That's the, the, And the person is like, $648. Like, are they getting it for, like, the entire building? Like, what? <laughs> oh, that's, an, that's ridiculous. Uh, uh, but um, I like the way that the, the town is designed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me a lot of the box trolls. But instead of it yeah. being on a hill, on like cheese. around a hill, it's more like in a canyon almost. Not enough cheese. Uh, yeah, not enough more cheese. More fish. But I loved it. I loved the extreme verticality of it, you know, and, um, you know, his journey up to the woodcarver's cabin, especially that first time, like across perilous little rickety bridges mm-hmm. and stuff is is really well done. Um, again, that kind of reminded me of Whoville and the Grinch living way yeah. up high and all that. Um, but it seemed like the design of the town also played into a lot of the story, you know, and how they're, they're on this compact Island together and they can't escape each other. So it makes sense that a feud would continue because they're right in each other's face all the time, you know, and if they're feuding, then it's just going to exacerbate things. Right. But it also stands to reason that if they can turn that off and turn over a new leaf, they're right there to help each other too. And I thought that was really cool the way they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what did you think of like, the character designs? Like, Cause we talked about background characters. We didn't really talk too much. Or- the main characters. Yeah. Um, I liked all of the designs really. I liked the, um, the, the facial structures that they chose. They, in a lot of ways, many of the characters looked like they were wood carvings. You know, they kind of had those, sharp edges like mm-hmm. their noses were like slabs um so I, I don't know if that was intentional but i kind of got the feeling that they looked like carved figures um i really liked um jesper's uh whole character yeah design i thought it was good alva was good um and i was saying klaus earlier, I like, was awesome i like alva's got those uh megara hips yeah she kind of <laughs> has that megara look to her a little bit i agree um, I like how Klaus was this big square, mm-hmm. clearly woodsman type um, guy who was, you know, really adept at chopping things with his giant axe. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, of uh, uh, Papa uh, or the father character in uh, Day of the Crows. 
Ness Cornelius, I believe, is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a French film. Yeah, I know of it. I think we had it on our schedule at one point, but we never ended up doing it. Yeah, we never ended up doing it, but Josh bought it, and he did it with uh, uh, the Not Joanna Eggs podcast. Oh, cool. That that was one where we we did a combo where... We did Black Cauldron on their episode and Day of the Crows on ours. Very cool. Um, But, uh, yeah, so it was, like, he was, like, the father in that is this big block, Mm -hmm. like, character. And so, like, that was giving me a lot. I was like, okay, okay. And, like, I'm like, maybe, is that something? Because, I mean, this is a, like, definitely a Mm multi-international film. Like, there's stuff in uh canada there's stuff in france like uh production was done in spain uh america so like it's all over the place so i wouldn't be surprised if you know there was someone who was like hmm the father let's make him big and burly yeah and square it was cool it just worked man i I liked it a lot um of course the leaders of the feuding clans uh were cool in their design um they looked a little more rough around the edges, you know. They were a little more grizzled because they'd been feuding the longest, probably. Yeah. And uh, you know, some of their main people um, were cool. They each had a child of gargantuan proportions, which was interesting. Um, it's cute. They fall in love at the end mm-hmm. um, and get married. Mine, <laughs> mine. <laughs> uh, it, that was really cool. I loved all the kids. I thought the kids were great. They had great variety. They felt very kiddish. Or Margu. And yeah, Margu. Mar- was it Margu? I don't know. It was like a weird umlaut yeah. over something that doesn't usually have like an umlaut. So this <laughs> random. Like, it was adorable... like umlaut G, and it's like, how? <laughs> yeah. It, this random, adorable little blonde girl shows up in the middle of the film and is speaking some other language, some pseudo Nordic language. I like the first time that you him. He's like, I know a letter. And he just like boot, use the bottom door, like <laughs> yeah, scoots her, out of, her out of the way. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And then we end up meeting her people and then her people end up becoming Santa's elves. Is that kind of what they're, I think it's kind of, they're just these great, like nomadic people, like tent living people in the North that come and help and, end up being a huge help Mm -hmm. and become part of the system. And it was really weird, but I like their whole look. They had the like red, blue, yellow outfits and everything. I was like, dang, they looked like they were just like, dressed up and well kempt all the time and they just had a cool look you know what i think about like they kind of look like ashitaka's people from mononoke you know they got like the blue and the reds and everything yeah Yeah. that's interesting i hadn't thought of that they kind of came across as like toy soldiers looking to me uh, a little bit well i'm sure that's part of the nordic in them maybe Uh, yeah it it, it's all very nebulous where in like it's this mythical place really like none of the places are real but the map vaguely looks like it's the british isles and he's on an island north of there somewhere he is so above scotland what's above scotland <laughs> africa cold. like how how far you gotta go yeah like. exactly uh so uh, to answer your question all of the character designs i approved of i thought they were really good um i didn't find any of them feeling like they didn't belong or you know like didn't fit the style i didn't feel like any of them were cut short uh i i liked it i thought it was really good yeah 
I, I like that we didn't have any, like, animal characters that were acting like horses mm-hmm. other than the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of animals, though, it wasn't really until we got to the reindeer part that I that I realized... It was Santa oh, Claus? There's, <laughs> no, I realized that, but I didn't realize that they were slowly showing us how the myth of Santa Claus came to be. Okay. Until that part, they wrangle the reindeer, and it's like, okay, now he's going to be delivering them on this sleigh with reindeer. It's like, okay, these people are starting to build a picture in their mind of this guy that comes from somewhere and delivers these presents, and this is how he does it. And yeah, I feel I like, like that, that was kind of ruined for me because I did go to that oh yeah BTD, like bts sense. thing so yeah. i knew that that was the premise of the movie okay oh man <laughs> i wish i kind of had the gone because i, I should have men in black to you before we oh, started I yeah always yeah. just flash me oh well um yeah that sound be they're gonna isolate <laughs> that clip yeah, <laughs> just, i'm not gonna flash um I mean, you can't if you want i'm mm, gonna i'm not gonna i'm good i'm not gonna no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna zip up a little. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, I can see too much skin, Gavin. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Like all, all the characters were really great. I really, I especially love, you know, uh, the the juxtaposition of Klaus and Jesper. Yeah, big and little. Yes, broad and skinny. Mm-hmm. They had a great juxtaposition. I agree, especially when they were in the in the, in the wagon <laughs> that became the sleigh, and Jesper's just this like little sliver next to him. I love that. It's really good. Uh, um. So let's talk about the couple things we didn't. Yes, like. and I think I know one for sure that mm-hmm. you and I were not. Yeah, fans. This of. is a. a a very contemporary thing that happens in movies that really I think is like a this century kind of thing where it'll have a beautiful score. It's going along. And then let's say a montage happens. And instead of giving us a cool, exciting score, they drop in a bit of pop music. And I don't like when they do that. Yeah. We got, we get it twice. We get the montage and then we get the, the ending. Got the, bit. Like, well, no. And then there was the hip hop walk back into the post office. Oh, see, that, 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 I was, that I wasn't too. It like, was okay. But it's like, it's like, but it wasn't like a song. That, we that feel whole like thing, this that, is of a certain time, which is, you know, what would you say? Give or take two to 300 years ago, yeah. maybe based on the say like technology and structures. Um, maybe mid, 150 mid, mid 1800s. Yeah. Okay. So you don't expect to hear a soul R and B track. No. You know, this isn't a night's tale, right? It's, it's a period piece really, you know? And so it, it's kind of weird. Like uh, one of my favorite animated movies is, um, the, what is it? The legend of the guardians, which is the guardians of Gahul movie. Right, uh, is the no legend, legends. Is of, legends of Ga- legends of the Guardian. Wait, is it Rise of the? There's Rise, Rise of, the, of Guardians, the Guardians, which is about the holiday characters. Holiday, yeah, and just l- say Guardians of the Cool movie. That's the Guardians that's of fine. the Cool movie. Uh, it's that's the, the same one with thing. the owls, kids. And in the scene where he learns to like really fly on the currents, they play that Owl City track. And it just it catapults me Was it me Fireflies? Did they play time. Fireflies? Because that would have been hilarious. I, I don't know. I don't know what song it is, but it's like it's this beautiful score. It's this beautiful story, and then all of a sudden, 
top 40 radio comes in you're like what is this i don't know yeah i don't like when they do that I and mean, i don't it's, it's like fine in the credits when that first but see I, I was just gonna say that i don't like when as soon as it goes to black and the credits roll they launch into another pop track like make that the second song of the credits you know like i mean it, it should it should, fl- it should flow movie. out i mean it should flow out like the score that you end your movie with should continue into your credits right. and finish and then out. You can do and then you can song. do it. Yeah. Right. But when it's like credits roll and a beat drops and oh, yeah, no. electric guitars or whatever it is come in, I, I don't like that. It's a small thing, really, because it didn't ruin anything for me. But when it happens, I'm just like, oh, that's not the choice I would have made. Yeah. You know? I, I think that was. To me, that was my biggest criticism mm-hmm. was the the song. I'm just like, yeah. put the song in there. I because I, I was telling you like I was really I was really happy because like there was no singing, there was no singing, there was no musicals, and you know me, I am not a fan of like singing in like movies and like in my animated stuff. Yeah. That's why I think I love Zootopia as much as I do and Big Hero Six because like. They don't They're sing. Not musicals. Yeah. No, it's like mm-hmm. you get a little bit of Shakira, but that's Ooh. like at a concert, at a, in a contained and it's at setting. The end. It's over. At yes. That point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I. But then, yeah, just like just randomly inserting stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Just like, ugh. If they would have made the, if they would have tried to make it sound, you know, like period PC, right? Something like that would have been different, but like. This was just too much. Yeah. And there were a couple bits where you could definitely see, like, like oh, yeah, this is kind of despicable me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could see that influence for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that's basically, yeah. That was my biggest complaint. What about I you? I think you have- the only other thing I kind of felt was a bit of a miss, I could have used a little less of Norm MacDonald's character. Like he seemed to come well, in he did, a he few didn't, too he, many times he and just be in the, the first in the first couple acts, guy. yeah. But then he disappeared for a long time. Yeah. But he just kept popping up a bunch in the first half of the movie, and it's like, okay, we get you're here to like sarcastically say he's a failure and he's a joke, and you're like leading him on, like trying to trick him into doing other things, and I don't know, like. He tricked him into ringing the battle bell, which was kind of funny that that's what they call it. Um, Tricks him into go seeing the woodsman. Yeah. And it's like, okay, after that, like, okay, go away now. Uh, I could have used a little less of him. That's a super tiny. Well, he he does. He does come back with a good point in the story, though. Like where he's like, I've never seen a postman leave sadder than when he got here. Right. So that could have been that. It could have been the two tricks and then that. Yeah. I don't know. Small, small thing. So that that's saying something. Like I'm, I'm really like nitpicking to try and find criticisms of this film. I mean, so that's a there. Good if if I have to nitpick, uh, just because we do, mm-hmm. um, a couple of the bits of like the physical comedy bits are a little bit much. Oh, like when he's making his first round of deliveries and he keeps getting like. Yes, exploded he's like, he's out, of exploded out of houses or chased out by yeah, animals. And even like or, the first, like because up until it's very Hanna Barbera in a hallway. Yes, in very one much door, like, out another door, in another you know, door. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a part like when I thought they were only going to do it once, but then they did it in that scene where he's delivering everything. It's like when the battle bell rings and he's like on the uh cart 
and then like and then one of like the kids or whatever hits the cart and he goes flying up into the air and then comes back down. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I was just like, Oh, I hope we don't have more of this and then we did and I was like oh. Yeah, there there are several slapstick moments throughout I didn't really feel like any of them drug on too far. No, they they were very short and contained. They, they did go right to the line, though, I, I admit. Like, if it had stretched a little further, it would have been a little tiresome. Yeah. But no, I liked it. I, I, liked, I liked our end, cl- uh, our climax. The f- the comedy in this, it's, just, it's, it's basically Jason Sportsman. It's really good. I, I like that. I, like, I, I wouldn't it. have jumped into this. I wouldn't have done anything yeah. if I knew these were working. <laughs> so, that was great. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, I like some of the the physical like prop comedy too. Like, there's a lot of moments where, like, when he when he knocks on the door and you see the slanted roof above him, and just it the just whole snow. foot of snow that's on that whole roof just slides off right in his face. Like, just stuff like that. I like when he's love. like reaching into his. Uh... Like he's got that wall of snow in his kitchen. Oh yeah, he's, he's trying to pull like, out a he's cup. He's pulling out. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a cup. And he reaches in and he's like, oh right, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like this is good humor. In yeah, it the sure. comedy is great. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else the I'm thinking. Honestly, I can't imagine that I'm gonna like Frozen Two as much as I like this. And they probably did this for a fraction of the cost of Frozen 2. 40 million. Estimated 40 million for this. Yeah. They probably, I haven't looked at the numbers, but if they put less than 200 million into Frozen 2, I'll be shocked. And it's a sequel. And I had major problems with the animation in Frozen. And this was beautiful. So this is probably going to be my my hit of the winter season. Yeah. I mean, I. Move, uh, movie wise, yes. For me, I mean, animated wise, because mm-hmm. I mean, Jojo Rabbit for me is still, oh, yeah, maybe the best film of the year. Oh, well, also, yeah, if we're including live action stuff, I mean, the Cats movie comes out next month, it does. So does that other one, the space thing, the space opera, the space, opera. Uh, space opera fantasy film that's the final chapter in mm-hmm. a franchise of space opera fantasy films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. That, uh, people. The, the space opera fantasy film franchise that people hate, but but, but <laughs> that, love it enough to spend hate. millions of dollars. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll see if it's connected to the previous film as much as the last film was not, not connected to the, not previous, to the previous film. <laughs> well, see, the, the big thing is like it's going to be interesting to say uh, to see which of those uh, space opera fantasy films, um, either the because uh, there there were the original trilogy mm-hmm. and then there was a pre-trilogy and now there's a post-trilogy mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see which one people hate more the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy that's going to be the fun thing we're going to have to wait a while because time has cooled the tempers about the prequels but it will be a battle royale for the rest of our lives i believe mm-hmm. josh yes yeah um Captain Picard comes out sometime next year. <laughs> oh, gosh. I forgot about that. It's going to be good. Seven of Nine's in there, and there's a weird Vulcan person who's got, like, a sword. It's like a samurai Vulcan. And doesn't it's it have weird. somehow old data? <laughs> yeah, that's another one that's kind of confusing. But Riker's there, and Troy's mm. there. Well, I actually don't know. I'm thinking like, I think Troy's there. Where there's a Riker. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> 
man. No, you watched the movies. You saw they got married. Yes. Yeah. I've seen you. I think you guys are both forgetting that, like, we're in the early seasons right now in our current watch through of The Next Generation. Uh, but when it comes to the later seasons, I've seen a good number of those episodes. And seen, I've seen all of the movies. Have you seen the one where uh, Ensign Rowe dies? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, Ensign Rowe. She's, uh, she's Bajoran, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you met? Have, yeah, she's kind of in the series a little bit in the Who? early stuff. Who? Rowe. Have you met her? No, we haven't met Rowe yet. Okay. Well, she's a Bajoran red uniform. Got it. Yeah. Her and Riker kind of have a thing. Um, if they're sort of pretty, they right. kind of have a thing with Riker. It could be human. It could yeah. be alien. It could be that one hologram. When people talk about Captain Kirk. Riker was the player of the galaxy, man. He really was. Definitely. Yeah. It's like, Betazoid wedding? You got it. <laughs> um, yeah. Tangents. Tangents. What would Should you give? What we would rate you, Yeah, what would, you, what would you give? Well, uh, what I was going with when you were talking about Frozen, it's going to be sad because Frozen's going to get more hype than this. Well, they got a huge marketing machine. I know, which sucks. And it's the sequel to the highest grossing animated movie of all time. So, Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Oh. Frozen is... Top of the list animated. But what about Zootopia? Well, we're not talking about quality. We're just talking about dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's sad, though. Because, like, you're right. It's Frozen 2. It's, I don't, it can't be as good. Like, it can't be as good as this movie. No, no. Uh, So go ahead, Gavin. What would you give it? So, out of five Jiminy Crickets, I will give this a full five Jiminy Crickets. Oh, my Crickets. goodness gracious. I really enjoyed it. I am glad that Netflix is in this game, and I hope they bring us more animated offerings like this. Yes. Um, Easter's going to be here before you know it. Bring us an Easter movie. <laughs> that's DreamWorks' department. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, unfortunately for me... Um, it did make me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get a little misty-eyed. So on that, it's going to get a two out of five for me. That's two not different. True no, at all. it's going to get five different <laughs> pines uh, because good board. Like, it was just good. It really like, was. This is one of those where like it's very rare that there'll be something on Netflix that I'm like, you know what? I want to own a physical copy of that. Sure. Very very rare. There may be some cool extras this, I'm that like, they put out. Yes, I want this. Yeah, and I mean, y- they've been doing stuff for like the making ofs. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're going to do like a making of Klaus mm-hmm. because they did yeah. one for uh, uh, the the, the stupid thing, the the Jim Henson thing, the Dark Crystal, Jim Dark, Henson Dark Crystal. Thing. Oh, jeez, Dark Crystal was not. It was not good. I hadn't was, seen it yet. Well, it was it was also like not popular enough. Oh, really? Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. Dark Crystal was the popular one. It was Labyrinth that was the unpopular one. Uh, oh, we're talking about the movie from the 80s? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, thought sorry, you were, yeah, yeah, I thought you were talking about the Dark Netflix Crystal, show. Dark Crystal made its money back. Labyrinth didn't make its money back. Correct. Yes, okay. I blame Jennifer Connelly. Uh, I blame not enough David Bowie's package. Uh, there was enough of David Bowie's package to go but around. But here's the question, Gavin. Could there have been more? I mean, we could have... <laughs> seen it i guess <laughs> um, uh no the worst part about that was they didn't um 
have a horse drown in like despair muck. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I love Neverending Story. It's uh, my was, favorite fantasy film. No, Atreyu was Artex. 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 Yeah. I saw an actually really good and super sad illustration of that scene not that long ago. Somebody did a really good cosplay of it. They went to a con like with the horse's head and they were dressed as a trayu and they would like put it in like on oh the ground. Oh my like, gosh. Ah. It was amazing. That's ridiculous. It was so bad, but like <laughs> you win, bro. Yeah. Like that's a win right there. Mm. Oh, nice. God. I need to go home and watch an ending story. Wasn't the other kid's name Bastion? I think his name was Sebastian, and he went by Bastion, Bastion. Okay. which is makes weird. Sense. A little too close to Bastard. I mean, sure. That's just a weird movie, though. It's like, a weird, you it's can't a have a movie. movie like that outside of the 1980s. I love the 80s, man. You got some well, weird, wacky that's, stuff that's that why, ends up working That's why NeverEnding Story 3, which came out in the 90s, wasn't good. Because he's, like, <sighs> flying next to a plane. Yeah, like... So dumb. Oh god. Well, fun times. We already yes. talk about the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. So, all right, guys. If you don't have Disney Plus, because we do have international listeners, mm-hmm. which I most don't get Disney Plus until March. Really? It's that yeah. far behind? Wow. Which is kind of good for them because then they can just stream all the stuff that. That's true. They'll be able to binge. Yeah, they'll be able to binge it where we mm-hmm. have to watch and wait. Well, that's only true of the new shows, though. The old shows you can binge. Yeah, but, I mean, who's watching the old shows? Well, everybody that has begged for all those Disney television I know, I have, and you know how many I've watched? Zero! No. Get like, on it, man. I was, like, I was like, day one, I'm going to watch Kim Possible. You haven't watched it yet. I watched Miracle, Gavin. Unbelievable. Like, I watched that is so not you. No, I don't even like hockey. I know. Like, ugh. Interesting. Okay, Mandalorian. Except Mighty Ducks. Quack, quack. Quack. Oh, speaking of, oh, sorry, uh, before we get into Mighty Ducks, of Mandalorian, um, so they're they're rebooting Mighty Ducks. As a series or a film? As a series. Okay. From what I, well, I, it says Disney Plus, so who knows? It could be a Lady in the Tramp thing, it could mm-hmm. be a movie, uh, a TV, uh, or a series. This is what I'm thinking, so tell me what you think here. Okay. So we do, uh, you know, the thing. Uh, same Mighty Ducks and everything like that. But instead, it's an all-female Mighty Ducks. Ooh. We do an that all could be cool. We do an all-female. And like I'm kind of thinking, like, could you get Joshua Jackson to come That's back? That's kind of what play? I was thinking is, like, he's the get- new Gordon He's Bombay. the new coach. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is it's more of a sequel than a reboot? Yeah, that, I would like that. So like, he has to come back and he teaches yeah. a girls' hockey team because, I mean, really, that's what he did in the third movie. Like, basically, half of the second and third, all of the third kind movie, of, yeah. he didn't even play in the third. He was just like the coach. Oh yeah, he kind of was. He didn't even play. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I I like the all girls team idea. That could be really. Fun. I think I think if they did it, that I, that would be the best way. Mm-hmm. I think to rebrand and or maybe continue. they could get Foggy Nelson from the Daredevil show and have him be the coach. I don't know who that is. Oh, you didn't watch Daredevil? No, I watched oh. two episodes of Daredevil. Um, the guy that was in Mighty Ducks, the big tough guy that said, "I'll be Duck." That guy. One of the Bash brothers? uh, 
I don't, it's been too long since I saw it, but uh, he plays a character in Daredevil. Oh, really? Like, he's this, like, like as a grown-up, he's a oh, you're smallish, right. you're right. yeah, like, he's, nerdy he's guy. He's the, uh, the other lawyer. Yeah, he's uh, oh, the yeah, other yeah. lawyer. Yeah, he's one of the Bash brothers. The, the two yeah. guys are going, mm-hmm. Bash brothers. Yeah. When yeah. they were all kids, like, he was the big, like, hulking one. Mm-hmm. And, like, now he's not a large guy. He's, like, 5'10". funny. You know, like, yeah. my height. <laughs> so, I, you know, it'd be cool if they could bring some of those guys back and I could make cameos. That would be, that would be interesting. Yeah. Do you think they go ultimate cameo? Emilio. Oh gosh, if you could pull him out of the woodwork. When's the last time he was in a thing at all? Is Emilio still alive? Yes. What if he died and lived, but none of us knew? The Sheens were the the Sheen slash Esteban. All the other Sheens that live, Emilio? That would be crazy. (laughs) Charlie Sheen is going to live to be 400. I know. That's ridiculous. And Emilio's been dead for 30 years. <laughs> he died oh, right man. after Mighty Ducks 2. That's Jeez. why he wasn't in the third one. Yeah. Well, there it is. That's the last uh, thing we ever saw, man. Jeez. Um The Mandalorian. Yes. So uh spoilers for the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we got two this week. Yep. So the only week that we're gonna get two. That so, we that we know of. Yes. So what did you think of the Mandalorian. Like, were, were you like a bit, like, were you interested in this, like, from the start? Just like, oh, this is going to be a Mando, I, not a Force user. Yeah, I was very interested from the beginning for several reasons. Uh, the first reason is I've never really understood the mythos of certainly the cult of Boba Fett and the Mandalorians in general. Like, they're so popular. He's like seen as this cool, iconic character, but he's barely in the films at all, like barely. And I understand that a lot of it comes from the expanded universe and the books and all Which that. Which no longer exists. I never read any of that. So I was interested to kind of learn a little more. On top of that, I saw initial images and initial trailers for it, and it has a really cool interesting look and feel to it that the current trilogy does not and that really the prequels didn't either but it feels and looks more star wars right. to me and you know i'm in the old school group that grew up with the original trilogy and that's what i know and love best and so this feels like an extension of that it literally is because it follows return of the jedi and yeah, so I was excited going into it. I, I thought it had a lot of potential, and I was pleased with what I've seen so far, for sure. Yeah, because we and we have Pedro Pascal who voices the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He's um, awesome from Game of Thrones fame. Oh yeah, he got his head crushed. Who uh, didn't? Who didn't? Oh, yeah. I, I thought you said he didn't. I was no, like, who no, he did. didn't? Um, I. I never watched really Game of just Thrones Pedro Pascal. Because... Like that's basically it. Okay, well everyone gets murdered in oh, some yes. way. Um, yeah, and that, uh, so yeah, we've got Pedro Pascal, Carl Weathers, who oh, yeah. was in there yeah. for like thirteen seconds. Apollo Creed himself. Um, Nick Nolte. Yeah, he was awesome. Nick, I, Nick Nolte's character is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taika Waititi, who yep. when he was there, he was great. He was cool. cool. Um, and we cannot forget Werner Herzog. Which one's he? He's the he's the imperial guy who that like sends, sends him on, him the, on his yeah. ultimate bounty quest. Okay, yeah, 
And then, um, uh, who is it? Horatio Sands plays the guy yep. that he the, saves the first, in the bar. The first guy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I thought that was good. They, yeah. It's very, it's more violent of a Star Wars than I think we've seen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of on that same violence level as Rogue One, I would say, because Rogue yeah. One has some violence in it, especially that last scene, obviously. Uh, but, you know, Rogue One of the contemporary films is my favorite. So right? that yeah. one also had a real feel for the original trilogy, and it's on the other side. And, you know, it, it, and it also feels like a Star Wars movie, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So... These are the kinds of things that I think Star Wars fans have kind of been longing for. So I feel like this is, has a chance to be really successful. But we talked about the violence a little bit, and they are doing some clever things to not really present true gory violence. Yes. You know, for example, his gun basically vaporizes things instead yeah. of Because, like, I mean, it's, it's like a taser bit first. Yeah. So it's got a taser say. It's like a Zat. It's he's basically it's got a Zat Nicotel. Zat Nicotel. Yeah, um, you're right. Look it up, kids. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so because like it goes zappy zap, it goes shooty shoot, and it goes vaporize. Yeah, you're, you just gotta like, you right. just gotta go one two three. It's like the sniper rifle version of it. Mm-hmm. Zat. Yeah. God, that would be. Uh, and then you know there are some other parts that, where the violence is more indicated than anything, like when he pulls that guy just inside the door enough and yeah, you like, just kind of hear it cut him in half and then you see his legs fall to the floor, but you don't really actually see like yeah. gore and guts. So, you know, if you have a problem with blood and guts and things like that, which I personally do, I don't like a lot of violence. This is done in a way that it's a less, it's a less gratuitive presentation. Yeah. It's gratuitous. I mean, it's still PG. Like it's, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, Lang- I yeah, think epi- language yeah, I think, is fine, and yeah. I can't imagine there's going to be. I think episode episode two was PG. I don't I don't know about episode one. Episode one may be in PG two at thirteen, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, still it's not bad. Um, like not bad violence at all. Uh, I would like to see a lovey scene. Yeah, which we've got some female characters coming up, sure. so we'll more than likely get that. Yeah, because that's another thing that we've not really seen. There hasn't been a single female on the show yet, right? In two episodes? Uh, no. The, to be fair, the we Mandalorian don't know what chick. the child is. The Mandalorian chick. She's the only one. But we've not seen her face. When did we see? The one who oh, the one who makes him yes. the armor. When he goes to like the yeah. Mandalorian. I don't Which know, is weird that that's what they're doing with the Mandalorians. Because, I mean, if we, if we keep what the clone wars has mm-hmm. with our with the mandalorians and everything the mandalorians never take like in in this universe like mandalorians don't take off their helmets so i don't know if that's new mm. because that was never a, the thing i mean look at jango like in episode two yeah jango like half that movie does have his helmet on does that predate some of that practice though maybe i mean the mandalorians have been a warrior race for yeah, but that particular practice maybe for I mean, anonymity. Maybe an after the Empire thing. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that I can think. Hmm. Because I mean, like, it was never because even in the even in the Clone Wars, like the T V show, which is now canonical, like there's people there's Mandalorians that don't wear helmets all the time. Really? So it's it's weird that that's what they're because like even like they, you see that you see a couple kids running maybe around they got like helmets a, on. And I'm like, like a, hmm. But maybe there's like a fundamentalist sect 
of Mandalorians. Maybe. It know? may be a very, it may yeah. be like the Obsidian they're like, Order. They're orthodox of... Mandos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we are the... Um... Josh crossed himself again. Oh, shoot. I was trying to think of what's, what, what would be the Greek version of, like the Greek Orthodox version oh. of, they're like the the Nabooian Orthodox version right. of there Mandalorians. You there you go. Do um, we know what planet this show is set on? No. We've still not heard. I will tell you that in the first episode, especially when he's in town, it feels a lot like galaxy's edge at the park it feels like it's black spire outpost is the name of that little city on the planet batu it feels like that a lot yeah it looks like that i so would love for them cool to say that, that it's batu feels... like i would love that that would be yeah, good i think that'd be cool but then the second episode has a very tatooine feel because of who we encounter i hate and how it's broad vistas of desert landscape yeah i i don't like jawas I will say I do like that these were different Jawas. I like the way they played the Jawas in this a lot. I thought they were really good. And that whole sequence of him trying to get into their their big tank Love vehicle that. when they're Love all just that. chucking everything they have at this guy. He's just trying to climb up the side. That was hilarious. It's like he's like I don't think he's pulling people over and yeah. he's like, Oh, <laughs> that Jawa dead. Like, and then he makes it to the top and they just zap just, him. They and, like, he and he's like, All right, bye. <laughs> it's gone. That was good. Oh, like it was, was really good. it was funny. Like it's it's got more humor than I thought it was gonna have in it mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I especially Taika Watiti's character in the first episode, IG eleven. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, he like, was he was really I good. really hope they bring another IG unit in. I, it was cool to actually see one of those in real action too. Yeah, because you've seen one stand around. It's and a then purely one a functional design, and the way like he looks all awkward and gangly, but it's a very functional mm-hmm. way of being able to change Murder direction everything. and and point a gun in a million different directions very quickly. And it was it was cool to see. Like they initiate self destruct. No. Yeah, like, I thought all that was great. Like yeah. when he and when he gets shot, it's that there's like that little oil like, mm-hmm. yeah, like his samurai artery. Jack. Like it was great. Yes, yeah. very samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you should do. You should draw like Jack and IG eighty eight. Just like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, and then at the end of the first episode, like the the package that he is sent to buy these imperial guys, yeah. which is weird that he he wants it dead or alive but then it's like if it's dead it's okay and then the other guy's like no yeah, we want it no. alive he's like either or but then like ig 11's like oh we gotta kill it yeah and it's like it, you it get becomes the memo. apparent across this once you get to the second episode that a lot of people have been sent out for this particular yes. bounty like so it's it makes sense that some are getting slightly different instructions one from another uh, but yeah, it's th- like th- he wants the biggest bounty because he's the uh, Apollo Creed, uh, can only pay him in certain denominations. He's like, I can, he pay- doesn't want Imperial credits anymore because the empire is like, no more put, empire. Right. So, uh, I can pay you in Mon Calamari bubble thing. Right. <laughs> they go. So he's, he's after the biggest prize he can get. And it seems like a lot of pe- other people are too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they got that cool, like, it looks like a solid, like, made out of, like, hardened Quicksilver, uh, like, iPhone. <laughs> Dude, I like. would love to 
like have one of those. I bet they'll make that a product. Like that would be a cool little pay. I mean, I say that I I think it would be cool that people would buy it. I wouldn't because I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like I'm already kind of like not liking that. It would be really cool if, you know, because they've gamified Galaxy's Edge. You can play little missions and games mm-hmm. while you're in the land. It'd be cool if you could actually earn enough to get things like bounties. Yeah, the, I, you would think that that would be something that they would do later. But it's yeah. Disney. They don't give anything for free. So mm, the only strange. thing you can get free at Disneyland is a cup of water. But you had to spend $200 to get the <laughs> Right. <laughs> so exactly. it's like technically it was a $200 cup of water. Totally. Totally. So the end of the first episode. Yeah. What do we discover? Uh, we discover that the bounty is uh, a little baby yeah. of whatever species Yoda was. Do we know what species Yoda is? I don't think so. It may have said it in one of those like old, old, Because when I looked up images, because like I was the... trying to do a drawing of this new little character, um, like it kept popping up as uh, baby Yoda species. <laughs> yeah. Because I... It, again, it may be one of those where, like, you find out, like, what its name is in mm-hmm. some, like, in one of those books that came out oh, like 1980. The, the species of Star Wars, the ships of Not Star even Wars, that, not the, even that. Like, there's this, okay. like, old, old thing that I don't, I think Liam still has one, maybe Manoa. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, a book that is, like, the quintessential, like, Star Wars book. And it came out in, like, 1978. Oh. And it's got like every all the Star Wars lore, whatever in it. Dude, you know what else was awesome that came out in 1978? You? Yes. <laughs> Gross. Uh, we get so it. yeah, we see a baby Yoda, Yoda thing looking character, which, which stop is super calling cute. it Yoda. It's not Yoda, but it's not. That's the. Uh, it's like we don't have a name. We don't have a word for they. They didn't even know what to call it. No, it's like it, green alien. It's got, there's a baby alien. Yeah, baby green alien. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's what we have, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, we start that second episode, and that's when the Jawas come. I did like the Jawas wearing gray and not that garbage brown from Tatooine. Yeah, I liked I liked the way that they. Looked. Also, their eyes were different. Their eyes were red when they're normally like yellow. It may have just been the lighting, but yeah, they did seem a little like their faces seemed darker, like. They seemed to be a little more. They were very minion-y to me. Mm. Like they felt way more minions like. Really. Like and it's like the way that they were talking, it wasn't like what you normally hear Jawa. Mm-hmm. It was very it, like it felt minions-y. a little more. Um, I don't know, a little more athletic and like nimble than the yeah. Jawas we see in the original trilogy, they seemed a little like awkward at times. Like if they didn't have their little zapper sticks, like they'd be nothing. These guys seem like they can get around a little bit. They're chucking stuff with pretty good accuracy at uh, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. And do we, do we have a name for him yet? The Mandalorian. He's just the Mandalorian, yeah. right? That's all we know. It's very Western. I love that. Well, it's it, like the man with no name. The, what we've kind of, summarize like like the, what we've kind of been giving is like he's not a true mandalorian he's oh. an adopted mandalorian oh because he's like when he's supposed to be born a mandalorian well it's like not everybody is born a mandalorian like i mean like, you, you mm. can be born on mandalore and therefore you are a mandalorian oh, that's a planet yes mandalore Oh, I thought it was named, just uh, named after a club, basically named after like the big bad Mandalore guy who was, oh, okay. his name was Mandalore. And like, yeah, see, I don't Mandalore. know any of this stuff. Um, again, that could all be changed. I don't know. Every everything mm. I know about Mandalorians is from like 
the the big one was like the Republic Commando books. Because mm-hmm. I mean, clones, and in those books, they were trained by uh, Mandalorians. That's mm-hmm. what Jango did. Like he right. went out and like he taught like the best, best. But then like everybody else, he was like, yeah, I'll just hire more Mandalorians to come and change. You know, mm-hmm. do these guys and teach them Mandalorian and everything like that. So like yeah. they swear in Mando and everything like that. So they're all basically Mandos. Hmm. Um, but like what he's because like when he gives her the thing and she's he's like uh, this will give armor for she says a term mm-hmm. like I can't remember what it is, but it's like people that have been you know basically orphaned and are now mandos oh okay. like they've been taken interesting she because she says some term hmm. i don't remember yeah i, I didn't i guess i didn't understand that when she said well because like, it, it goes to that flashback and he's mm-hmm. like running around and like they hide him i'm guessing yeah. from the mandalorians mm-hmm. and that's probably gonna who be who we see later is big Got papa it. mando who is his whatever, mm-hmm. the person that took him and yeah. trained him. Yeah. Because he's like also, she was like full Mando, looked really nice. Mm-hmm. All of his Mandalorian pieces are all mismatched. The only two yeah, that match true. is his new little thing that he got because he brought them that whole bar and mm-hmm. his helmet. Those are the only two that are the same. Everything else is just different mando pieces yeah from like looks like more than likely pass me down armor yeah and he just had to have a bunch of that repaired after the second episode. oh yeah like he's, <laughs> he needs his he needs a new breastplate because that's all bent yeah it's like sticking straight out um he got messed up yeah but yeah. i like i like how it's not only a bounty job now it's also partly a babysitting job which which can make some of these types of things funny it, it adds a lightness to it which like I when like. baby yoda tri- kept trying to get out. i keep seeing i said baby yoda yeah see, when the baby keeps yeah. coming up and trying to like heal his wound or whatever yeah. and he's like no get back in the thing yeah <laughs> it's really good. and then he's just like eh, close it <laughs> that's how we keep it in the uh, what did you think about the um, the battle with the beast in the second episode? I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was getting his butt kicked. Like, wouldn't happen to Django. Just saying. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, this guy may be still in the learning process. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like Django had more things at his disposal. Like, for one thing... Uh, Django and Boba he's got a had, Nino saber had jetpacks. This guy yeah, doesn't have a jetpack. He has he has a cool stuck to the ground. He's got a cool like semi cape, like yeah, a half cape. If you can lift off the ground twenty feet and shoot down at this thing, yeah, you could ace it. Yeah, but he didn't have that. He's got what? He's got a flamethrower, flamethrower, rifle, a sh- a blaster, shiv. and knife. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which uh, do you think? And fists and feet. And fists and feet. Yeah. Oh, he's got the little like grapple hook thing that he shot in yeah. the eye and then just kind of got like towed around for that's a little true. bit that's true and then he's got a he's got a baby which you saved the day that part i didn't like yeah i, know, I you did i didn't like i was that. expecting that to happen i'm sure there was part of me that was like yeah this mm-hmm. is you don't you because... i just don't like the force man i think it's dumb oh, i think it's okay. stupid 
Like, that's why I love the Republic Commando books. Like, they're my favorite Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. And no Jedi. Yeah. Well, there's one that, but it's mainly clones. And, like, Lost Stars, the only one that is, like, canonical now, mm-hmm. it's about two kids that grew up on a planet. Both one, one's uh, poor, like, from a poorer class, one's from a higher station. They both, are, you know, become friends both want to get into the imperial academy both get into the imperial academy he is a better pilot so he's a tie fighter pilot and she is working on a uh, star destroyer Mm -hmm. and they kind of form like this you know they're very nice bond and everything and then death star blows up where they have friends stationed Mm -hmm. on the death star yeah death star blows up he kind of leaves the empire she rises to the ranks. He joins the rebellion. She rises to the ranks Ooh. in the Empire, to where she's captain of a star destroyer. Yeah, and dude, love it to death. See, this should make a movie. No of that. force, dude. I'm like Disney Plus. Get on Claudia Gray's novel like right now. <laughs> you want you want some like teen romance garbage that you can be like, hey CW, guess what? We can do that too. Mm-hmm. Lost Stars. It it's all literally already written for you, and you can continue it if you want. Yeah, it's right there. But nice. yeah, no Jedi's, not a Jedi at all. Do you think when we're they see say any Jedi in the Mandalorian, I'm sure we'll see somebody something akin to a Jedi. You think so? Like, well, because after maybe uh, I, I could probably. And again, we've we've got. I would love for him to have to hunt down a Jedi. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I would love, love, love for us to have to hunt well, down Well, because, Jedi. okay, after Return of the Jedi, the only Jedi left is Luke, right? Yeah. And then, well, according there, to what there, we know now, there are he some basically ones, went into hiding. There he, like, are some ones that are something. technically hiding oh, that okay. survived Order 66. Like, not all the Jedi died. There were a good amount of Jedi that survived Order 66 because they were either off-planet okay. or doing whatever. And they're hiding the whole time 4, 5, and 6 happened. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you can't go up against the Empire. There's like, you know, yeah, one person. Because like, if you can't like, uh, join with a bunch of them, because then it's like, oh, there's a lot of force in this place. Empire's gonna fight you. So Got like, it. you can't like meet up and have you know a chat. Mm-hmm. So, I would love for him to. I th- I I would love in season two for him to have to kill a Jedi. Yeah. Or, but it's. I bet Disney won't do that because. Well, I mean, we've already it'll, got... It'll be one where he'll go and he'll let it go. Hmm. Oh, so lame. <laughs> it's, it's so... Don't... Well, don't, like, pre-criticize something that hasn't Yeah, I happened. know. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. The only thing I've not liked from this series so far is The, the Force. Force. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, Baby, like, super strong at The Force. Like, well, a bit yeah, too strong at But it did overwhelm Baby, and Baby slept for three days after that. Yeah, but still, still, it it's good. I, I'm really enjoying. Oh yeah, it. no, I'm I'm totally the enjoying the series. Episode. Yeah, I, I I'm totally I'm invested ready. after two episodes. Oh yeah, so that's a good sign. I just wish that we could just binge it. I just want. I know it. I that's the only bad thing is that we can't binge it. Ah man, I wonder how when they when they finish this, like if they're already doing season two. And then do you think season two will be able to binge it? Maybe. 
I can see that possibly being a thing. Because you, you, you brought up a good point. Like, they just don't have the... Yeah, right now, if they let everybody binge it, people would be there's done. There's no with, library. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they're still adding to the library. Bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else on Disney Plus that you're wanting to watch right now? Not really. Yeah. This, this, like, mainly my interest was for The Mandalorian. Yeah. That was my main. That was my top one. And then the Imagineering story has been really good when's so that, far. When's that other thing come out? The the one with all the, where they visit a whole bunch of people, like people in the parks. Oh, it's like one day in Disney. Yeah. I don't know when that one's supposed to come out, but that one sounds really good too. I think it's, I think that's just, I don't know if it's a series or if it's just a documentary film. I think it's a film. Oh, that But it's sucks. basically like around the world disney company 24 hours like what happens in all aspects of the company so it could be interesting i think it would be cool because like they did this thing and i think i've told you before like the nhk um in japan mm-hmm. used to do a thing called document 72 hours mm-hmm. where they would pick a place and they would go there and film for 72 hours straight so, like, uh, there was one, uh, probably one of my favorite episodes was when they go to, it's a um, gift shop convenience store area in this really large hospital. Mm-hmm. So, it's a hospital, so this place is open 24-7. Yeah. So, there's, like, doctors that come in, patients that come in, patients' families that come in, mm-hmm. and they'll just, like, go to and talk to them, like, hey, what are, what are you here for? They're just, like, asking questions. They're like, so, why are, why are you here? What's the... Like, you know, and they talk to this one nurse who is, uh, oh, it's great. And like, sometimes <laughs> they'll follow him. Um, like this one doctor, he was doing a, uh, a 24 hour on call thing. Mm-hmm. So they followed him and it was like three in the morning and he came out and he had like four Red Bulls and like a sandwich. And so he like chugged two of them. Um, and then he was going up and he's like, I can, I got a little bit of time. I'm going to go up and I'm going to sleep so it goes up into this office after chugging two red Bulls. yeah i mean what's the point of chugging two red bulls if you're just gonna try and get some winks because you don't i mean you're gonna fall asleep anyway this will maybe help you i don't know man i'm not a doctor uh i'm not japanese or a doctor gavin i don't Uh, know okay um but he goes up here uh, i thought you were both you know one day (laughs) um he goes up he goes up into uh his office which is like you would think like if a doctor in a hospital would have like his own like doctor office. No, it's like this, like almost like a classroom basically. Mm -hmm. So he goes to his little desk and he takes his chair and he's broken it basically to where it will fully go down Mm -hmm. and then still come back up. So he's like Jerry rigged this thing. So he's like popped it down. He like puts some, these other boxes kind of here so he can like put his legs out so he can make himself a little bed and he lies down beeper goes off and he has to go and he's like oh yep gosh. and so he's like pops it that's worst. why he took the red bull man uh, the so worst. then he goes and he's like all right and so like it does another one and he he comes back and it's he i think he's uh, able by to the like way, lay down the story for like is brought minutes. to you by tangents yes he's able to go like 6 minutes and then the thing goes off again and it's like oh, oh my gosh yeah ridiculous sad uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I would love for them to do something like that in Disney, yeah. where they're just like, hey, we're going to go to, or we're going to follow this person around. You know what would be cool? For, 
72 hours. You know how there's like all kinds of channels and live feeds everywhere where it's literally just a camera live feed in a public place. Yeah. If they just did one of those for each of the parks, just here's your live feed of Disneyland today. And well, it's they, like from the top of the castle looking down Main Street. Yeah, they, they do it at the ISS. Yeah. So it's just like, like just that, have that. You know, like, or oh, here, that would be here's, interesting. Uh, here's your live feed for today. It's Tomorrowland. Enjoy. And you're just going to see people milling about. So you could just turn it on in the background and like feel like you're at the park or something. You know how many people, that would, could be you know how many awesome. people would just try and find wherever that well, is yeah, that day? And and just be like, Annual pass holders would be like, what channel is it on today? Okay, oh, let's go yeah, to the park. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. They, they would definitely do that. They would abuse it. And I would too. Yeah, I'd do it. I Because you know what we would do? And I, we'd go and be like, hey, Charlie, I need you to turn on Disney Plus. Yeah. Click on the click on the Tomorrowland. <laughs> you know how fun that would be. That would be so much you fun. You just go with like all three of us go. We all wear our Animation Station podcast T-shirts, and yeah, we just stand like, in front of the camera and we do this. <gasps> you wore it and today. We just stand there for as long as we can and just advertise. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would totally do it. Yeah, totally. Uh, of course, I wore it today. I was recording today. I wore. I'm a professional. You Dragon wore Prince. cartoon drawings. It's the Dragon Prince. I'm helping to you know promote what it looks my like. episode. It looks like that stupid alien dog creature from John Carter. Kind of. <laughs> but smaller. That's what I thought it was. And Way less legs. smaller. Less legs. Yes. Oh, is it a little guy? It's like... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little glow toad because it's the same guys that did uh, Avatar. So mm. they combine... Ideas. Uh, well, they combine animals. Mm-hmm. So there's like a uh, um, a monkey lemur. So what's that a combination of? A toad and a what? Glow bug. Oh, like a firefly? Yeah, like a glow oh, toad. Okay. So nice. it basically changes color. Like when it's like scared. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, go watch The Dragon Prince. Cool. It comes out on Friday. And The Mandalorian. And The Mandalorian and comes Klaus. out on Friday. Uh, class available now. On Netflix. Sweet. Well, maybe I'll return when the Boom. first season of Mandalorian's over and we can do a final review. Oh, that'd be re- fun. Review. That'd be fun. Yeah. We'll talk about it and then we'll talk about why Josh thinks Disney ruined it. <laughs> no, I, I actually... It's likely the case, actually. Yeah. yeah as, long as, you know, as long as we don't have stupid Jedi. Like, I would love for him to turn the stupid thing in, give it to the Empire, and then we just never see it again. Yeah. I would love that so much, but it's Disney not going to do it. Well, that's uh, Rogue One. There's no Jedi, right? Darth Vader. He's not Jedi. He's Sith. Or Jedi. And he's in the last scene of the movie. No, remember, there's I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. Yeah, but he's not Jedi. a Jedi. He's but he's a basically wannabe. a Jedi. Yeah, he's like Jedi without the tools. They call him a something or rather. He's one yeah. of the. I don't care because I know the you Force don't like the Force. <laughs> I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. Like, oh. <laughs> Uh, the fact right. that when he actually got shot at the end, I was like, good job, stormtroopers. You yeah, did it. They hit one guy. They killed a lot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Literally everyone. That one is a lot better. Like, uh, honestly, like Rogue One is, for me, right next to the original trilogy. Yeah. I, I enjoy well, it. Well, it's got people from the original trilogy in it, too. Yes, it does. Magically. Well, I mean, it's. I'm not talking about the Princess Leia bit. I'm talking about the Grand Moff Tarkin. 
Oh, I'm not talking about him either. Oh, okay. They uh they redid some of the bits with uh uh I think it's it's either Biggs or Dak, but like the Oh, really? Uh, yeah, like the the guy who was uh gold leader mm-hmm. in uh the the the, the Y wing who gets blown up. Mm-hmm. He's in Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's just one of the he's just one of the guys. Like he's they fly when they're doing their checks. Mm-hmm. He's gold leader and he's there. The, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, he's there. The galaxy's two most well traveled droids are there as well. They're in like one shot, I think. Are they? Yeah, they're there. Oh they're yeah, on the they're planet. on the tropical beach planet. That's where they are. They're on the beach. They're not How do they on get the out? beach. They're in that little base that's there. That's where you see them. Huh? Right? Isn't that where you see them? Oh no, they're they're in the loading area before they go. Yeah, because like they're they're in the little rebel headquarters before they get put on the Tantive Four. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was gonna say if they were on the beach, they dead. No, I knew everyone they were, on like, that beach out died. in the sand or whatever. But yeah, God, that was sad. Like everyone mm. on that beach died. Like all those poor Imperial guys that were just minding their own business, mm-hmm. just working. Stupid rebellion. Yep. That's why Star Wars is just weird. <laughs> why? It's just weird. I don't get it. You've had your whole life to get it. It's been around I, your whole I life. I know, and I've always liked the Empire. They're such cool. They got cool. They got cool outfits. <laughs> they got cool. They got cool everything, man. They snazzy. Yeah. Then there's the rebels. The rebel scum. Yeah. Dirty scum. Dirty, dirty little revelers. Uh, we could tangent forever, but uh, um, I do need to go at yeah, some we need, point, yeah, Josh. Yeah, we, we need to get your car. Yeah. All right, Gavin, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Gavin Audison That's Arts. the one thing about Squirt. is like if you, it's really good, like super cold and everything, but if you let it sit, it gets a little bit weird. Now that it's sat there for an hour and a half, it's yeah. not good. It's. I mean, it's still kind of cold, but like you can, you know how, you know, when soda gets old mm-hmm. exposed to air for too long yeah it kind of gets that and it's just like yeah you know how sprite does it too like sprite and seven up like that's why you drink coke man i know but have you ever had like left out coke left out coke is bad too how long do you leave out coke you don't you, you drink it because it's delicious yeah i mean i i don't usually drink soda with no precursor like if it was like just like i want a soda I don't, I don't normally do that. Oh, you always drink it with something? Like yeah. with food? Because that way, if you drink it with food, you're going to finish it quicker. And you're mm. not going to, it's not going to stay out. And I really just wanted to interrupt your. Yeah, you did thing. a great job. I think and so. nobody remembers where they can find me. No. But Gavin, that's where fine. can everybody find you? It's fine, Josh. No, I do don't matter. Do it again. Where can everybody find you? At you can find me on Instagram. No, sorry. On uh, Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art, because it, you don't do technically Twitter and that's true. But my last tweet was probably two years ago at this point, What's so I don't really tweet because um, I'm not a twit. I am just IG basically. Uh, but you can also find me co-hosting the Podcateers podcast, and you can find Podcateers on all the things. Yeah, and if Gavin's super cool, he'll send me the link so I can put those in the show notes because I'm not going to dig for myself because I'm lazy. There's a chance I'm super cool. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're going to have to do it. In, on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Facebook Animation Station Podcast. All of our episodes are available on iTunes. And Stitcher. Podbean. Google Play. And... <laughs> oh, wait. I was... I, I Stumped yourself. I yes. was... I was... I was waiting. It's like Podbean, Google Play, YouTube. There we go. Uh, oh, there's more than that. Are you on Himalaya? Uh, oh, um, animationstationpodcast.com. That's a thing. Correct. Yep. Website. Yeah. Be sure and like, subscribe, do all the things. And if you like us on YouTube, be sure and smash that like button. Ring that notification bell. Ring that notification bell. Turn on notifications. I'll turn it over. Fun go, times. Go through all the steps to do yeah. all the things to get all the notifications. Yep. And all the rings. Amen. God bless us, everyone. He's like the queen. <laughs> the worst Tiny Tim ever. Yeah. I'm 30. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Word. Where are they from? Uh, England? England? England forever. England forever. Wow. Uh, that was the worst mashup. That was the worst. Ever conceived. Yeah. All right, so for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. Bye-bye, little butterfly. Made you look. <laughs>